0: Perhaps uh, you're like me, that uh, you have faced some situations in your life that were difficult, maybe seemed somewhat hopeless. We talked about how to overcome hopeless situations Sunday morning. I didn't quite get finished at uh, everything I wanted to say, so we're going to continue along those things. And so you understand uh, that in life there's challenges, but God... But God is the God who Brenda did such a tremendous job on Sunday night. God is the God of the turnaround. Yes. Amen. Yes. And uh, hope is so essential. It's like oxygen to our soul. Yes, amen. Um, one of the signature messages I believe that God has given me is a message of hope. Yes, a message of hope. Yes, yes, yes. One person said this, that there's mo- no medicine like hope. No incentive so great and no tonic so powerful as expectation of something better tomorrow. Where there is hope for tomorrow, there's strength for today. John Maxwell, who is an artist or master at teaching on the subject of leadership, says this. If there is hope in the future, there is power in the present. Okay, so let's pray tonight and... We're going to look at the Christmas story a little bit tonight and glean some truths from there that hopefully you'll be able to apply during this holiday season and you'll be able to apply in your life as these challenges arise in your life. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you tonight with thankful hearts, grateful indeed for your great goodness upon our lives. You are our good, good Father. We receive your great love that you have for us. I pray tonight that you would encourage us through the scriptures, that the eyes of our hearts would be enlightened, our spirits would be strengthened, Lord God, and we give you praise and glory and honor ahead of time for the results that your word shall produce. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. In 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, the scripture says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again unto a lively hope or a living hope. Amen. By the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And I love this next verse. As a result of us having a living hope. A hope that is active in our lives by the resurrection. The scripture says wherein... You can greatly rejoice. In other words, we can get happy because hope is alive in our hearts. Even though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through many temptations, whom having not seen, you love in whom though you see him not yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory amen so tonight you know it's the Christmas season I'll probably preach the next couple of Wednesday nights uh, a Christmas message with things that we can glean from them so let's look over at Matthew chapter uh, 2 and we'll begin in verse 1 we're going to take a look at the story of the three wise men and uh, really this is a story of hope it's a story of hope hope that was actualized in their life when they first saw the star and then hope that was lost. And what do you do when you lose your hope? And then, thank God, by the grace of God, hope can be renewed in our lives. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, three wise men came from the east to Jerusalem. Um, This order of magi... Uh, The wise men, Um, they were instructed to look for the Messiah. They were not children of Israel, but they were instructed. Some people say that they were astronomers and they looked at the stars and they were looking for the Messiah. In verse two, it says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and we are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And verse six says, And thou, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are not thou the least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, he inquired of them diligently what time that this star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. How many of you know Herod was lying? He wanted to destroy this Christ child because he was a threat, if you will, to his throne. But here are these three wise men. They had a caravan. Some say that there was just a whole company of them coming. But nonetheless, if you want to believe there was three, I'm not going to argue with you. But these men started on a journey of hope. You see, this star represented to them the star of hope that a king was born. And what it did is it set them on a course. It caused them to move toward the star. You see, these guys took a huge trip filled with donkeys filled with caravans filled with gold and incense and muir and frankincense I believe filled with more than enough that Jesus would need for his earthly ministry and they say that um, they came from as far as Persia which is today the modern uh, Iran and this trip wasn't just like, you know, loading up your Suburban and going to Monterey for the day. Or even loading up your Suburban and going to Los Angeles for the day. This was a trip of 972 miles. That's quite a journey. But these guys had something in their hearts. Just like you have something in your heart that is from Him. And... Uh, they saw something that no one else could see. And what this did, it put them in a direction that no one else was going. Sometimes when we see something that no one else can see, sometimes we're questioned is, why are you heading in that direction? Because we want to get to something and somewhere we've never been before so that we can see and realize something that we haven't seen before. Yeah, yeah, And so... They are set forth on this journey. And the star suggested something bigger and something much better than themselves. The star gave them a sense of of purpose. It gave them a a sense of direction. How many of you know that God's put his purposes on the inside of you? Glory to God. He's a good, good father. And he has placed so much on the inside of you Uh so much that he wants to do in you so much that he wants to do through you Mm -hmm. your good good father has his hand upon you and I believe this that our future here as a community is also very bright hallelujah and so this gave them a sense (laughs) of direction and so Somewhere along the way, they had seen the star, and then the star went out. Somewhere between Jerusalem and where they were heading, the star went out. Otherwise, they would never have had to ask, where is he that is born, King of the Jews? We've seen a star in the east, where we've come to worship him. Even though they could not see the star, these guys kept going and in life sometimes we can't always see the realization of our answered prayer we do not always see our loved ones coming to Christ we don't always have the relationship that we would like with loved ones but I'm saying to you this evening keep moving keep walking with God keep your eyes on the star the Lord Jesus Christ and he will take you to your destination. Why? Because he's good. And because he loves us. But here's the key. You've got to keep walking. You know, you look at several scriptures in the Bible. We walk by, we walk by faith and not by sight. And, and this is what they were doing. They received direction from the scriptures as we look at verses 4 through 6. They received a word. And you and I have received multiple words. Like 66 books of words. And the word that they had received basically was a word from one of the prophets in the Old Covenant. But it was still true to them today. How many of you know this word that you and I have? It's as true today as the day it was written or as the day it was spoken. You can count on it. You can bank on the word of the living God. And we found Sunday morning that we can draw encouragement from the scriptures. I was sitting at home today on Wednesdays. You know, I prepare and I do some praying and I was sitting at home having communion and I was listening uh, to a wonderful song, Holy Spirit, you are welcome in this place. And I was, and she was singing about how that your shame is undone by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. it brought tears to my eyes. Because years ago, my reproach was rolled away. But I have a fresh testimony today that God is continuing to roll my shame away he's a faithful God he's a good God he's on your side and I was just looking at the word and I look at healing scriptures a lot and you ought to do the same thing because God's word is life to those that find them and it's medicine to all your flesh so oftentimes I'll start in the book of Exodus and I'll just look and I'll read the word of god and say lord i believe that i just believe it and i say it with my mouth and it's true unto me according to your word but then i find prayers in the word of god and i start praying for you i start praying psalms 23 over you guys and i start praying psalms 91 over you and i start praying psalms 103 over you so i'm getting blessed beyond measure And I'm not only praying for you, but I'm drawing encouragement. And I'm drawing hope from the Scriptures. You see, there's a principle in the Word of God where the Apostle Paul said this. He said, forgetting the things which are behind and reaching unto those things which are ahead. And then he said, this one thing I do, I do those things. But now he said, I'm pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And God's got a mark for you. God's got goals for you. Yeah. But here's something so important. When you can't see the star, don't stop. Keep moving. Keep pressing through the pressure of despondency. Keep pressure through the pressure of the enemy trying to get you to quit. Press on, press on, press on on toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. In verse 9, when they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came it reappeared, hallelujah, and stood over where the young child was. And you know, sometimes things don't always look that clear. There's clouds that stand in our way, but you just mark it down. It will reappear. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the star continued to guide them. And they were overjoyed. They were just enraptured by the joy of the Lord. And the star led them to the house where Jesus lay. Verse 10 says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with what? Exceeding great joy. Don't you know they were strengthened that day? I mean, it was a long journey, wasn't it? But when exceeding great joy comes on the scene, you know what comes with it? Strength of the Lord. And some of you have been there and some of you are there right now. Well, you haven't seen anything for a long time. I just dropped by to encourage you tonight. Just to tell you that the star will reappear. In verse 11 it says, and when they were come into the house, They saw the young child with Mary his mother and they fell down and worshipped him. I did a teaching on this years ago where Jack Hayford said they fell down and they worshipped him. It's like they just broke before the Lord. Have you ever just broke before him? In awe of his majesty. In awe of his mercy. Whoo! Glory to God. They fell down and they worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures. And they presented unto him gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You see, this journey of hope that they had been on not only blessed them, but it blessed the family of Jesus. Don't you just know that there was a huge caravan with him? Years ago, Brother Copeland preached a message called, The Camels Are Coming. The provision is coming. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Can you participate just a little bit tonight and say it with me? The camels? They're coming. Say this, my good, good father. Is my good, good provider. And He always meets our need. Have you seen that in your life? You ever had a need in your life and you've seen Him come through? I have. We've seen it in this community. We've seen it in this church. We're in the natural realm we didn't know what we were going to do, but our eyes were on Him. And as long as we keep our eyes on Him, Him will always come through. Thank you, Lord. Let's praise Him for a moment. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The star of hope. Jesus. Looking unto Jesus. On the path that you're on. Will always lead you. Into the right place. And will always see to it. it. It's the right place. And the right time. Let me talk to you out of my heart just a little bit. This miracle of hope. For your life. How can I get it. For me. How can I get it for my family? Well, to reiterate, keep going with God when you can't see the star. Don't quit. Even though your flesh would want to quit. I faced many, many, many challenges in my life. And everything said quit. Quit throwing the towel. But I've discovered this a long time ago. He who is on the inside of me didn't quit on me. And so I'm not going to quit on him. How about you? You don't have a quitter living on the inside of you. Glory to God. He is the greater one. Is he? don't quit don't Don't allow yourself to get to a point of fatigue and weariness to the point where you just become a spiritual loner and you just be cut off from the community, cut off from fellow believers how many of you know we need one another we need need to embrace one another's help and love amen amen Somebody said, Yeah, but Pastor Mark, my marriage is over. They've already remarried. All hope is gone for my marriage. Yes, that may be true, but you're still breathing. And God still has a plan for your life. Yeah, that's right. Your life is not over just because a marriage is over. Yeah, but my kids, they won't talk to me. We face that. With our youngest son for a period of time? You talk about rebel without a cause. (laughs) You know, kids just can get real stupid. You know what I mean? It's muy estupido. And parents, too, sometimes can get, yeah. Thank you, George, for inserting that. Just because they're not present now doesn't mean that they won't be present in the future. Just keep following the star. Turn your hope on high. Expect God and expect good. Here's what I've discovered about hope. Our hopes can be fadeless under all circumstances whether it be a loved one or whether perhaps you've lost your job and there just doesn't seem enough money to to make it through, hey, if you'll keep following Him, you can have a better future. There's a scripture in the book of Hebrews that says that our soul can be anchored with hope and that we can keep our hopes alive. Amen? Holidays are a challenging time for many people. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you're going to have people that aren't there this year that were there last year, or maybe there are people that should be there that are not. But this season, I'm encouraging you, don't give in to despondency. Hope thou... Hope thou in God. And then make sure that you're looking for hope in the right place. Look at Romans chapter 15 and verse 13. Thank you, Father. Yes, Lord. This is my prayer for you. And you know what? This is my prayer for me. This is a powerful prayer. Let's read it together. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and in believing that you may abound in hope. hope. How do we abound in hope? Through the power of the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Now, I want to look at this in the Amplified, if you just bear with us for a moment while we pull it up. Amplified version says this. Let's pray this together. Out of your heart, just, just let's connect with him right now. Lord, we just connect. We just connect with you. We pray this for ourselves. We pray this for one another. We pray this for this church, everybody in it. Father, in the name of Jesus, let's pray this. May the God of your hope so fill you with all joy and peace and believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound and be overflowing. Bubbling over with expectancy. A confident, favorable expectation of good. You know what Oral Roberts used to say all the time? He said, something good is going to happen to you. Now here's your, here's your take home on this. I'm not preaching long tonight. We're going to spend some time in prayer. But here's your take home. Turn over to Philippians, the second chapter, and let's look at a few verses here. Just look at your neighbor and say, I'm keeping my eyes on him. i I got my eyes on the star. Hallelujah. He is the star after all. Jesus. Everyone say Jesus a few times. Lord Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. All right, let's see where this takes us. Begin over there in verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, Philippians 2, verse 9. Wherefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name or the name which is above what? That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Now, verse 15 and 14 is what we want to center in on. Let's read this together in verse 14 and 15. Ready? Read. Do all things without murmurings and disputings that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke, in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom you shine as lights in the world. What do stars do? Stars, stars shine. They shine bright. Now look at verse 15 in the Amplified Version. And let's take this as our take home today. Philippians, the second chapter, the 15th verse. That you may show yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent, uncontaminated children of God, without blemish, faultless, unrebukable, in the midst of a crooked and wicked generation, spiritually perverted and perverse, among whom you are seen as bright lights. You are seen as stars. Or beacons shining out clearly. Where? In the dark world. Yeah, the world is dark. But we're the light of Here's your take home. Amen. Hope in your life means help for others. Hope in your life means help for others. In other words, when you just keep going. You just keep drawing encouragement from the scriptures. You don't get weary, you don't stop, you don't quit. Man, that is a bright witness. It gives something, somebody out there in this dark world a witness and an example. They can look to Christ in you. The hope of glory. And they can be helped. And they can be blessed just as you have been and just as you are being. Let's all stand to our feet. Amen.